Hello and welcome back to Witch Fix. I'm Sarah and today I'm going to be talking about the DLC packs for Dishonored 1, which are the Knife of Dunwall and Brigmore Witches. I have these as part of the Definitive Edition for Xbox One, so I went straight into playing them after my first playthrough of Dishonored. It does also offer a third DLC pack, which is just uh, challenges within Dunwall, which is the way loyal feud dystopia in which all of this takes place but I didn't play that one because it didn't seem like it had any story elements for me to to learn about it just seemed like it was sort of added challenges to do with the the powers of the game so I gave it a miss um I then went into Knife of Dunwall because I'd heard that it was part one of the two-part Dowd saga, which indeed it was. Dowd, of course, is the character who assassinated Empress Jessamine in Dishonored 1 right at the beginning. Um, so we start the game with seeing that from his point of view again, which weird, it's, it's like a weird out-of-body experience because you get to kind of see Corvo from a distance. And I'm sure he didn't look that cool when I was playing as him. I'm sure he looked like he was sort of whirling around, confused and afraid, but... I mean, in Dowd's recollection, he does look pretty cool. And then you get a visit from the mysterious outsider, who's the black-eyed weirdo who gives Corvo his powers in the main game. And he's already given you uh, his mark on your hand and powers in The Knife of Dunwall. But he comes to visit you and says, you know, you feel things about assassinating the Empress and stealing her daughter. And I have a job for you because fate is coming and various other sort of vague, slightly threatening and foreboding things that he says but basically the the end of the conversation is him saying I need you to find Delilah and that's all you're given is just the name to go on. The Knife of Dunwall is three missions long as is the Brigmore Witches so in comparison to the main game the main game is nine missions so the DLC gives you six extra missions which is two thirds which is pretty good length and the first of the missions in Knife of Dunwall involves you going to a whale slaughterhouse because this is not steampunk this is blubber punk my friend and everything is running on whale oil so you go there because there is a whaling ship called the delilah and it's apparently no coincidence that it is called that and you're there to infiltrate and find out what they know about delilah there if anything you're accompanied on this mission and the other two missions in Knife of Dunwall by a character called Billy Lurk, who is dressed as one of Dowd's assassins in that she kind of looks like a cross between someone wearing an old-timey World War One gas mask and a plague doctor's outfit, which is kind of cool, but also very scary when she just pops up next to you using her teleport abilities, which scared me more than once. Uh, she's a lady, which you can tell from the voice, but you know, you don't really see what she looks like. So um, she just pops up and talks to you at various points through the levels and tells you things um, very similar to what the heart would tell you, I suppose, if you had the heart, which you don't. The actual powers that Dowd has are quite similar to Corvo's powers in that you can still use blink, you can still use slow time and all the rest of it. But um, some of them have been replaced, so you don't have possession anymore. You don't have uh, the summon rat power anymore or wind blast. You do have the ability to use a telekinesis, which is called pull. And that is for taking small items off of characters without being close to them, which is quite handy for some of the missions you have to do. And at its higher level, you can also use it to remove whale oil canisters from security devices from a distance, which is also pretty useful. You also get the ability to summon assassin, which does exactly what it says on the tin an assassin pops up and they fight with you for a bit and um, if you have invested in another of your powers you can have them share your supernatural abilities as well which makes them obviously more powerful 
instead of the heart telling you secrets and showing the locations of bone charms and runes, you now have a power which is called Void Gaze, which works very similar to Dark Vision, which is what Corvo has, but in addition to showing you people through walls and various items of interest, it also shows you runes. So with these new powers, you end up at Rothwild's slaughterhouse and you're sneaking around and trying to find out the origin of this ship called the Delilah. Now, I found the slaughterhouse to be quite challenging because obviously I'd just come out of the main game when I had all my powers leveled up and now I didn't have those anymore. I had like the basic ones again, which was really annoying. Specifically, Blink just did not have the range that I had been used to. So I kept finding myself just kind of falling short and crashing down on the ground and getting murdered, which was unpleasant. Also, Blink is now, when you're standing still, in black and white, which really fucked with my depth perception and made it really difficult to get it onto proper ledges. It's only in colour and the blob shows up as like its normal blue colour when you are moving. And I think that's meant to show that time has stopped while you're aiming your Blink, but I found it really unhelpful to my depth perception that it was just in black and white. So there you go. I went around the slaughterhouse. There are people in there who basically there's a strike going on and the only people who are working in the slaughterhouse are the butchers who have these like massive circular saw things that they're using to carve up slabs of, of whale meat, I guess. And those hurt and they're pretty much impossible to fight with your sword if you're the level of skill that I am, which is not very skilled at all. So they are best avoided. And there are also like over types in there as well which makes it a bit more complicated it's definitely a very populous area and some of the areas are quite open and a lot of people can see you no matter where you are but you can sneak around and there are non-lethal options for the takedown of your enemies which are the ones that i chose to utilize because at the start dowd kind of says in his little monologue that he can't forget what he's done to the empress and her daughter and that he deserves whatever doom is coming for him but not yet and i think i kind of took the plot as being like his one attempt to do something good with his life before corvo came and killed him so i captured bundry rothwild who's like the guy who owns the slaughterhouse and i tortured him which for some reason is the non-lethal option because i didn't kill him i guess and that's fine and then after i'd tortured him and found out what I wanted to know I put him in a box to be shipped overseas uh, instead of killing him which was fun what he tells you is that the boat used to be named by a guy called Arnold Timpsch who is a barrister and so you then go on to the legal district which is the second level of the knife of Dunwall I actually enjoyed that level a lot more mainly because it was more narrow in scope it was similar to the main game in that there were streets and then like a small house that you had to go into and like search around and find things so i was much more used to playing in that kind of environment also i managed to level up my blink ability at that point so i could just zip around places and i got through that level quite quickly perhaps a little bit too quickly because it turns out i actually missed something when i was playing through that level which was um, a statue of delilah who's a lady and when you apparently interact with it it comes to life and talks to you and i didn't see that because I guess I was too focused on trying to get through the mission because I have a kind of do or die attitude to these missions that if I stray too far, of course, I am going to get cornered and murdered. So it is quite tense and I do try and get through them quite quickly, which I sensed was to my detriment with this DLC because I did miss that and uh, maybe a few other things as well. 
Anyway, you get into the house of Arnold Timpsch. I did the non-lethal elimination option on him as well, which basically just stealing a letter from him, planting another letter on him, and then going down to the basement and planting rat entrails in his uh, valve system, uh, vent system for the house. Uh, and then I escaped. And by doing that, I gained favour with his niece, who told me everything that she knew about the real-life Delilah. And it turns out that the boat had been named after a woman who Timbs had become obsessed with. Uh, but then he kind of grew afraid of his own obsession, so he gave the boat to the slaughterhouse. So you kind of get the impression that Delilah is someone who is very charismatic, who has some measure of control over quite a lot of people, and is quite scary in that way so it was it was building her up nicely as being um an, a really good antagonist for me to kind of engage with later on so i was really happy with that and the plot was moving on quite a pace then we got back to the third level of the game which was returning to dowd's base which is a level that you go around in the dishonored main game so that wasn't terribly new but I got to spend more time in different bits of it because my objectives were obviously different. Now, before each level, instead of going back to like a base to run around like the Houndpits pub in the main game, you don't really have that. You go straight to um, you have like a little cutscene bit and then you go into a screen where you could just buy upgrades and new kit for you to take on your next mission. And you can also buy favours, which cost sort of between 100 and 500 gold. And they can be things like someone has left a rune for you to find or someone has left a cache of weapons or someone has left this window open for you. And they're basically like little perks or additional things that you can do in the level. So I went back to that screen. I bought my max amount of sleep darts because I love sleep darts. They're my friend. And as Dowd, you can carry 13 of them instead of 10. So like three times more the sleepiness. And I paid for my favours and I went into the mission. I found this mission hard as anything. It was just too much. There were, for a start, a lot of overseers everywhere, and it seemed that I couldn't move without them spotting me. A lot of them also had the overseer music boxes, which cancel out your magical abilities. And as my evasion techniques tend to be running and then using blink to get to somewhere else, you can't use blink if you're being musicked at. So I found that very frustrating. I also, because there were so many uh, overseers running around, I ran out of sleep darts quite quickly because there were obviously more than 13 of them. And because the plot behind the reason you're in the level in the base and the reason all the overseers are there is because they've attacked and they've captured your assassins. So I went around and freed the assassins, which admittedly was optional, but because I was going for low chaos, I felt like I didn't really have a choice. I wanted to save as many of my people as possible. Obviously, that led to me running out of items more quickly because I was engaging with other groups of enemies aside from the ones that were around my main target, who was Overseer Hume. So by the time I got to Hume, I had no sleep darts and he was in a room with other overseers wandering around and one standing right next to him who had a music box. So I did get quite frustrated doing this level. I had to reload it a bunch because... In the end, I just panicked and ended up killing people, so I had to reload, and the reload times do not get any shorter with the DLC. They're still, like, a minute, and when you're spending more time reloading than actually playing the game, it does feel a bit frustrating and annoying. Anyway, I finally managed to assassinate Overseer Hume by <laughs> flinging a bunch of choke dust, which is a mixture of, kind of, smoke bomb and knockout powder, into the office where he was, sneaking in and stabbing him, running away out of the window again. 
and then I realised that I was meant to take something off his body and I couldn't get back in there because now everyone was on high alert. So I had to reload again, did the same thing, but this time managed to get the thing off his body and I'd pre-lined my exit window with a load of stun mines. So when I got away, I stunned everyone who was chasing me, which made me feel quite clever. So I was happy with that. You then regroup with all your assassins uh, for sort of the end cutscene of the game. And then Delilah pops up. Her name is Delilah Copperspoon. She is a witch and she has quite a scary appearance and scary powers. You don't really see her that close up, but she's quite pale. She's wearing a lot of black and she looks quite veiny uh, from a distance. And it turns out that she's been working with Billy Lurk, your second in command, who is the one who kind of betrayed you and is the reason that the overseers came to try and kill you. Now, because I was in low chaos... Billy actually sided with me at that point and said that she put her life in my hands because she was the one who betrayed me and I spared her life because I'm a nice person and then she left Dunwall forever or you know until she comes back as I'm sure she will. So that was the end. I did look up the high chaos ending and it isn't as different as the high and low chaos endings of the main game but I didn't expect it to be. What happens is that Billy just fights you and then you can obviously beat her if you want to continue with the game. And then you have the choice to spare or kill her. But it, I mean, it was nice that she just didn't make me do that because I'd already been working on this mission for over an hour at this point, And I was just like, let me leave. I'm done. Overall, I was quite pleased with the knife of Dunwall. I mean, the last mission was incredibly frustrating, but it was still nice to kind of go around and be this new character and Dowd is actually voiced which was quite different uh, and to learn about him and to learn about the background of the character who'd caused so many of the events in the first Dishonored and it was also interesting because as you were going through the game you got like Tannoy announcements about what Corvo was doing so it timed it quite well with the rest of the game and it, it did feel like I was playing kind of concurrently along with what I had done in the main game and it, it just it was quite interesting and it was very fun so definitely enjoyed that and was very eager to get into the Brigmore Witches which is the second part of the DLC so basically in the first part you find out who Delilah is the second part which is the Brigmore Witches is all about finding out what Delilah is planning and stopping her from doing what she is planning so the game starts out uh, and you're back at Dowd's base you can go around find some runes and some money just to get you started so that you can buy things for your first mission I um, went perhaps prematurely into that first mission because although I'd found the runes and some bone charms um, I didn't really have a lot of money to spend on gadgets and ammo for different things before going into the first mission but you love and you learn it also, when I started the Brigmore Witches, said that it had detected a knife of Dunwall save. Did I want to use that one? So I was like, yes, I would very much. So I went in with the low chaos ending of the previous DLC. And it didn't seem to change a huge amount, except people were talking about how maybe I'd gone soft because I'd let people live instead of, you know, brutally cutting their heads off. But when I teleported up to those people and stared at them dead in the eyes... And then Dowd said something like, I could put you in a box and send you to a different country. Um, they shut up and went away. So clearly I was still king of that particular base. There are three missions in the Brigmore Witches. The first one is, again, in a map that you've been to before. In this case, it's the prison that Corvo escapes from at the beginning of Dishonored. 
Although, because he has escaped from it, security has now been tightened in that they've blocked off all the air vents and sewer grates and they're like, ah, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. I did fool them twice, so haha. There's also now a lot of the overseers playing with the music boxes, which I love so much. So I didn't really get to use my powers to get into the prison, but once I was in there, I could, which was fun. And I encountered a character who I'd met before, who was the solicitor who I'd had kind of imprisoned, uh, Arnold Timpsch from Knife of Dunwall. I'd had him put in prison and his estate confiscated as one of the um, non-lethal endings and this is when I started to have real problems with the Brigmore witches because in the previous DLC Knife of Dunwall and in the main game secondary objectives come up on your map uh, they're marked by markers and they appear on your objective list now this guy when I got into his cell said if you let me out I'll give you lots of money and you'll be rich and it'll be great and I was like you know what I like money and as long as I don't kill anyone, I don't really see how this will affect my chaos rating. So I was like, sure, I'll let him out. So when I got up to the letting people out area, which has uh, some dials which you use to put in the number of their cell and then that cell opens, which seems ludicrously complicated, but OK. I freed the person that the main mission was to free. And then I was like, cool, and now I'll free this guy. And I freed him. And when I went back down to his cell, he was gone, as you would expect, because he was escaping from prison. There wasn't anything in his cell. But previously, um, in the main game, I'd done a favour for another character. And when I'd gone back to Corvo's room, there'd just been a pile of money there. So I thought, oh, OK, maybe this time I'll go back to Dowd's base and there'll be money there for me then. So then I continued with the actual mission, which was I had to find this lady named Lizzie because I needed to borrow her boat. Um, for some reason, I couldn't just go and take her boat like you'd think an assassin would be able to do. I had to go and break her out of prison to ask her permission to use her boat. But I did that. And then I escaped from the prison with Lizzie unconscious over my shoulder. And then when I finished the level and it did a little cutscene and then I went into the next level, I didn't get any money. And Timch had never appeared as a secondary marker on my map and he hadn't appeared in my like objective list either. And I was just like, so why did it give me the ability to let him out when he asked me to if it wasn't going to give me anything for it? How is that how games work? Games work by telling you to do something and then rewarding you for doing it. Basic principle. So that confused and annoyed me, which I don't like being confused and annoyed. But anyway, I got on with the second mission. Basically, you have to find your way to Lizzie's boat, which has been controlled by her second in command, who was the reason she was in prison. And he's now in control of her gang, uh, the Dead Eel Gang, which is a great name, especially because a lot of them did end up being dead. So you, you sneak on board, you dispose of the usurper, uh, which I did by choking him out gently and hiding him behind some sacks. And then Lizzie comes and says, great, I've got my boat back. And I was like, cool, that was a really short level. And then she says, oh, yeah, this really important thing is missing from my boat and I need you to go get it. And I was like, ah, I just came all this way and now I have to go all the way back. So went all the way back and it turned out that that thing had been stolen by a group called the Hatters, who wear top hats which is inventive and then uh, I had to go into their base and basically they'd stolen this component from the boat to run their textile mill with which they were making shrouds for plague victims and obviously making a lot of money because there's plague everywhere. So I went in there and did various missions and basically you have to find a guy called the geezer 
who is this old guy being kept alive by machines and he's in charge of the hatters you do some things for him and he tells you where the bit for the machine is so i went downstairs to the basement and took the bit for the machine which to my untrained eye did look like just a light bulb in a cage and i was unsure how this was going to power anything but whatever i got it it was my MacGuffin. i also had a key for a door to the sewers and i was like maybe this is how i'm meant to leave although by this point i had knocked unconscious everyone in the building so i could leave however i wanted i went into the sewers I was sort of wandering around and I encountered a lady. Now I'd encountered this lady before because I'd read various notes around the environment saying I've seen a weird lady who keeps disappearing and reappearing in different places uh, and when I'd gone to the places in the notes where she had been seen I'd found bone charms and I was like okay so there's a lady out there who can teleport that kind of sounds like what the assassins do and I wondered maybe if it was Billy Lurk from Knife of Dunwall maybe she'd come back or maybe it was one of the witches or maybe it was like a defector from the witches who would be on my side and I'd actually seen her on a rooftop myself but when I teleported over there she was gone which was really creepy and amazing and I really enjoyed that kind of touch so I found her in the sewers and she was just crying in the middle of a room and when I tried to zip over to her with my teleport power, she disappeared. So when I zipped away to where I'd been before, she was back again. So feeling like I was being funneled into a trap by the game, I went up to her to talk and she was crying. And she said, oh, there's so many horrible things down here, but none of them as horrible as me. And then she attacked me, which I'd seen coming. So I had my sleep darts out. So I darted her down. She was darted. And then a bunch more of her showed up, like obviously different ladies, but very similar in design. And I darted them too. And this was my first option to get a good look at a witch because they were labelled as Brigmore witches. So I got quite close. They seemed to be quite similar in design. They had like grey or green skin, kind of reminded me of Poison Ivy a bit. And also they were covered in like vine like veins and had flowers on their clothes um, and in their hair. So I was definitely getting a kind of swampy vibe from them. Uh, I then went deeper into the pumping station which is where I'd ended up under the sewer and there were more of them down there and I had to kill a few of them because by this point I'd run out of sleep darts and let me tell you those witches are annoying because they can kind of banshee shriek you and they also just appear because they can teleport so you can't really like sneak around behind them because sometimes they will just appear somewhere different where you were previously safe. That was annoying. So I got rid of all of them, killed some weepers that I found down there and found a secret rune, which was nice because I like runes. And then I found a wrench and I'd found some flavour text that said, you know, the wrench that controls the water level is missing. And when I picked it up, I was expecting like an objective to have been completed or a new objective marker to come up and none did. And I was like, oh, this is just like the thing that happened in the prison. What do I do with this wrench? So I went back to the room where you can control the water level and there was a place to put the wrench so I put the wrench on there was a weird clunking noise and I was like okay I assume that's done whatever it was meant to do and I left but nothing happened like no objective complete marker came up it didn't tell me what had happened and people have been talking about how the canal was empty and that's why they needed the boat's motor to run the textile mill because the water wheel wasn't working but when I went up there there was still no water the canal was still dry so I was really confused about what I had in fact accomplished if anything 
which was really annoying. But I took the part back to Lizzie on her boat. She took it and as soon as she did, a bunch of witches showed up and the dead eel gang, who had been friendly to me since I'd reinstalled Lizzie as their leader, uh, I think they got spelled by the witches because they started to attack me. And I had to kill 20 people before I was allowed to like, end the mission, essentially. You had to be completely free of hostiles. And then it gave me high chaos and I was annoyed. So I reloaded my last save, which was actually before I'd done the thing with the water wrench, which I then didn't bother doing because I was like, if it's not going to do anything, why would I go back there and do it again? Because there's clearly no point. Went back to the boat, managed to trank dark quite a few people, like five, and that was apparently enough for a low chaos ending. I didn't feel like there was much in that because I killed 20 people and it said, you have high chaos. I killed only 15 and it said, low chaos. And I was like, that seems like a really small number difference, but okay game. So by this point, I was pretty frustrated with the game. It wasn't telling me about these like secondary objectives, but I could still like pick things up and be like, oh, okay, I need to do something with this. But then it wouldn't tell me what I needed to do. I'd also in that level picked up a key to someone's apartment, uh, the mechanics apartment. It didn't tell me where that was. I didn't know why I would want to get in there or what purpose the, the key was serving. So I just didn't go there because there didn't seem to be much point. I went into the third level of the game, which is using Lizzie's boat to get up to Brigmore Manor, which is where the witches are hiding out. And I knew that this level was going to be difficult because the previous end level in the Knife of Dunwall had been very teeth-pullingly, frustratingly difficult. And I was expecting this one to be the same. And I was not disappointed when 12 seconds into the level, I walked forwards, a skull floated up off the ground, a killer dog formed behind it. And when I trank darted that dog to sleep, it was asleep for like 12 seconds before the skull floated up and a new dog formed. So I killed it with my sword, grabbed the skull and threw it off a cliff, hoping that that would get rid of it. And it just kind of flew back at me and then became a dog again. And at this point I had had enough, so I turned the game off and googled how the hell am I meant to kill these dog things. They're actually called grave hounds, which is a pretty cool name, I will admit. But you're apparently meant to kill them and then smash their skulls, which can be quite difficult when there's more than one of them active and they don't really stay down for that long when you kill them. So I just decided to try and avoid the skulls. I paid for a bunch of favours for this level. There was meant to be a witch in a red jacket who would have information for me because she was a traitor there was also a hidden cache of weapons and there was meant to be a hole in the fence that I could get into the property through I found the hidden cache it was very much appreciated I did not find a witch in a red jacket didn't see one at all and I went basically all over the property so I don't know where she was hiding and using the hole in the fence was fine except it took me to an area where I couldn't get out of that area because there were some river crusts that were spraying me with acid and that would alert witches to where I was and they would bring dogs which was not a fun time in the end I managed to get in a different way and kind of get around the whole place but I ran out of sleep darts super fast because there were so many fucking witches everywhere you find out in the level from reading different little bits of texts that you find everywhere that uh, Delilah's big plan is that she's going to possess Emily Caldwin and I'd actually spoken to a guy who, in the previous level, who made Emily's clothes for her. And Delilah had come to visit him and had stolen a lock of hair that he had been given as a kind of present by the Empress and her daughter for all his years of long service. Which is a weird thing to give someone as a gift. But it turned out she needed that hair as a paintbrush. Because what she was going to do is paint a picture of Emily 
they were, and then do a ritual through which she would be able to possess her. And this is apparently what she'd done for various other people who she'd painted, uh, not possessing them directly, but definitely influencing them. And those were the powers that the outsider had given her. I was also told that there was something weird about the statues of Delilah. There were statues generally kind of all over the mansion. And when I looked at them with dark vision, they glowed yellow, which is what living enemies do. So I steered clear of them until I got into the mansion through a crypt and there was one in there and there was a bone charm on it that I wanted. So I grabbed that bone charm and the statue had been covering its face with its hands like a weeping angel. But then when I turned back at it, it was kind of snarling at me. And I was like, oh, I see. I see what's happening now. This is going to get horrible really fast. But it didn't attack me, which was great. And then I went around the rest of the house, promptly got lost, couldn't find a secret room that I was meant to find. Had to resort to Google to find it, which is probably just me being lazy and not being able to find it. But in my defence, there were a lot of enemies. And in the end, I went into the void, which is where the outsider lives, to try and stop the ritual that she was performing to control Emily. And I had to do this by killing her because there was a non-lethal option, but it wasn't really again explained what I needed to do I got that I had to replace the painting of Emily with a different painting but then I was like I don't really know what to do and by that point I had been seen so I didn't really want to reload the game again because this level had been really frustrating and I just wanted it to be over and it was quite late at night so I should have shouldn't have been playing the game then anyway but I was sue me all the statues of Delilah in the void came to life. I had to kill a bunch of copies of her and then the real her. And then the game ended. Overall, I'd say I preferred the Knife of Dunwall. I felt like it had a better ending in terms of like low chaos because obviously there was the interaction with Billy Lurk and ending it. In this one, for having a low chaos ending, you are faced by Corvo um, coming to kill you. Although interestingly, not in the room where you can kill Dowd in the main game in a completely different place um and Corvo spares your life which is what I did in the main game anyway so I felt like that married up quite well in the bad ending he just slits your throat and throws you off a building which is fair enough I felt like I was really excited about the Brigmore Witches DLC because obviously it's about witches um and they it was kind of a cool idea the whole painting ritual thing and having looked up what the ritual actually looks like on YouTube because she didn't get that far in my version but I looked up what it was like and it looks really cool. Uh, using the magic lantern to illuminate the painting and go into it is also really cool. Um, I really enjoyed that part. I think the thing is like the, the witches are quite cool but they're less cool when you have to fight them because obviously if something's trying to kill you you end up just trying to avoid it or kill it from a distance so you don't really get to spend a lot of time like getting familiar with their powers and how they work because you're just trying to avoid being seen. Although some of their powers were quite cool and listening to their like dialogue was cool because you got to hear about their like um, black magic and spells that they'd done. I found out from Googling Delilah Copperspoon just to find out a bit about her and the ending that she is actually the main antagonist of Dishonored 2, which arrived yesterday in the post serendipitously. So I'll be getting into that. Um, I think that's going to be a really cool element to the game because I want to play as Emily. So I will be a female witch with outsider powers fighting another witch with outsider powers so it'll be like a witch on witch extravaganza and i'm hoping to see some more cool stuff and more magic stuff because that's what i'm really enjoying about the dishonored series so far i hope you've enjoyed this episode 
if you'd like to get in touch about anything else that you know about Dishonored or any other games that you think that I might like to play, then do get in touch. You can do so on Twitter, which is at Witchfix, and by Gmail, which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com. You can also donate to my Patreon, and there's a link in the description for that. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!